Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock, a learning center for practical spirituality. The words you are about to hear will inspire a shift in your perspective to see what is possible by means of you right now and affirm your soul's knowing about taking that next step in your life for your own highest good. Well, obviously, there's so many people. You know, Abracadabra, that wonderful word, Abracadabra, it's really from uh, an Aramaic phrase called Abracadabra, which means I will create. Interesting how Dr. Ernest Thomas picked up and many other wise teachers in the you know, we learn that the power of our words affects the building of our own self-esteem and our And it will affect it affirmatively if our words are congruent with our soul values. You know, for me, I've, I've shied away many times from the joy of flowing life, which is our monthly theme, Go With The Flow. When I don't trust the wisdom within both my logical and my intuitive, we spend so much effort and money increasing the bank of our knowledge, but doubting it because maybe it's not the right one or enough, just as we doubt equally. Most often, our spine sense, which Thomas Trower, who was one of the contemporaries that were called God, our intuition. How many opportunities have I missed, have you missed, that have called to us through us having worked in alignment with the law of mind well? What I mean by that is our thoughts create, but all thoughts create, but the thoughts that really create are the ones that are matched with our deep desire. We've missed the opportunities because that we are demonstrating thought plus deep desire demonstrates, but we miss it. We, we don't observe it. We're not looking for it. We're off looking for something else or some other way to make ourselves uh, improved and our seed planted wisely and truly is bearing fruit, and we miss it. You know, we're that wonderful movie, The Law of Attraction. I'm not sure most of you have seen it. There's another one I actually even like better. It's called What the Bleak. And it talks a little bit more about quantum physics and how we are multi. The Law of Attraction. It's really a good science of mind 101. It's like, well, what you think you create. So the energy and vibration of your thoughts, which obviously your words follow, will draw similar corresponding energy to you. That is true, but what the law of attraction movie misses, in my estimation, and many of my colleagues 
who teach science of mind, is that demonstration, we don't want people to think that, I think this is going to come right to me. It's, it's, that's not what happens. What you do is you think it, you choose it with your desire and your conviction, your faith, and you seed it within yourself, that's faith and conviction, and you let it go. Where does it go? Well, the mind of God or the realm of the absolute is creating a spiritual prototype from it. This is where it happens, in the realm of the invisible. But we're so anxious to see it out here, we don't, we don't understand the process. So the law of attraction is the universal mind that takes the attraction of the energy, the thought plus the desire, the conviction, and the faith, and it starts to move itself and shape itself and its own substance to correspond with that. And then through the automatic, impersonal, universal creative process that moves energy itself as energy into itself as matter, happens. We don't have to worry about that part. I don't know. It's not here on time. It didn't look like it was I need that resource or that thing to happen. Kathleen is building me uh, tonight, and I'm walking around her apartment with a cup of tea last night, looking at all the various pictures she had of the wall, the little sayings, and then I stopped it. And that one I stopped at was something like, and I'm paraphrasing, things don't have to change inside of me. So this takes choice, you know, we can't choose to reveal our good if we don't believe we are it. So even if we know how the universal creative process works and how energy moves itself into matter, it's all good. It's good to know those things. So we can build some trust and some faith in a process that is happening universally by means of its own nature all the time. But if we don't believe we're good, and that we are of that good, made of that good, will we, will we, will we be able to create that spiritual prototype? So before we accept trust and even welcome compliments, into our lives, we've got to trust that we can learn how to delete those little pesky, negative, life-denying beliefs that create our own self-judgment and criticism. And often, the words that come to us like that are more hurtful, it seems, from others than when we Because it's an automatic track within our own mind. We don't always observe when we judge and criticize. Part of being conscious is becoming more aware of what we do and making our changes. But I think even the silent work within our mind can be even more dead deadly. You know the days of saying sticks and stones of right by bones, so we were learning is over. 
That is not true. And sometimes I think we accept those hurtful words and reject the compliment simply because we don't give ourselves a compliment. It is not familiar territory. I read somewhere recently that there's no light in a person who sees darkness in Well, if that be true, then that can lead us to speak without thinking because we need maybe to be heard or we need to just release those untruths which are ravaging our own. How often do you speak and then you go, oh, they got away from me. But why should it get away from me? You know, we carry a burden of, uh, we carry as a burden the identity from the past into our present reality, yet we believe we live in the present. And all the while, we're racing to become something other than who we are in order to create a future that meets our needs and sustain our life. Well, we just need to get on a different carousel. You know, where every one of those fabulous, funky little animals um, can represent or symbolize the various diverse supports that we create in order to affirm in thought and word the authentically good and fabulous individuals that we truly are. I don't think we're even aware most of the time what we're saying. You know, we've come to release our words without much attention to how they might be received. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to relate to this. Not so much because we lack kindness or compassion. All of us are kind and compassionate. Uh, not so much even because it was our intention to speak something or not, but simply because most of us are focused more on how our own words are going to land, how we're going to be received in the communication. Speaking of sharing words, um, you know, we often were, it's like our thoughts. It's, um, we have felt kinship with certain things, adopting them into our vocabulary uh, to draw from. Um, even some of our expressions come from others, like, uh, you're going to be familiar with these ones. Um, one of them is, uh, uh, he's on a wellness Or, uh, passion of thin air. Bed as a door handle. Mm -hmm. Too much. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the Waiting. Oh, Look, what's done is done. Yep, came around full circle. How about that? How about the fight fire? Any idea what he's expecting? Where they originated? Well, they originated in love. They came from Shakespeare. So, uh, based on that, really, there's no new words. There's also no new thought. Even though we kind of thought it ourselves a new thought movement, there is no new thought. All thought, all words, all concepts, all possibility, the infinite, is, it already is. It exists. So, new words to us and new thoughts to us are the ones that we think and, and intend to speak in word, perhaps for the first time. 
We recycle everything. Except the things we shouldn't. But for me, the two most powerful words in the vocabulary, the most powerful concept or phrase is I am. I am. And the words you use behind them will shape your existence. What we say about ourselves and others will come upon us to refer more deeply into our own conscious mind. What we believe is the truth for real. Words are the singular most powerful force available to humanity. And we can choose the force constructively or destructively. Now the power of words is that they contain both meaning and energy. So the words have many, many layers. And it's not just a way to communicate, but they hold a vibration and they have a power sometimes to reveal to ourselves even our own secrets. We can feel words. And we can feel when people are speaking words, what is true about them, what isn't true about them, and what they're not saying. Those are words that they're saying in their own mind. We can feel when people are not being congruent. Are we congruent? Are our words carrying the energy and the vibration of our own goodness, of our own soul values? If not, why not? Well, we know why not, because we have the one, uh, just, I'm using an old um, example. We have the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, although I don't believe in the devil, but um, there they are, the good and the bad. When we think dualistically, right, wrong, in those terms, we're split, we're divided against. When we understand that our humanity and our divinity is one, we will cease. So here's an illustration. Just think of the word inch for a minute. I want you all to think of the word inch. And just notice what happens to your energy when you think of the word inch. Now try the same thing with the word mile. Just think of how you feel in that word. There's a definite difference, definite difference in energy between the words. Or how about short? Does your energy pull in? Does it kind of shrink short? I don't know that. <laughs> I know the tall one. Right? And still, being tall, my energy can shrink. But it's interesting, between the two words, when you think about it, you feel the energy, and there's a big difference. Words can even create images and colors in your mind. Things that trigger you. You know, because of our emotional attachment to certain words, they actually can create. And our words color and also expose how we view the world. The language we use brings forth the life that you create. And the words that you use over and over are the language that teaches you and teaches the world about you. Your words are reflections in the So using the right words can actually raise our vibration. So I just really want you to think about how you are using your words and if you have intention 
with the words that you choose, and are they congruent with your life affirmation rather than your life denying? John 1 1, the first verse in the opening chapter of the Gospel, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word that you speak is the power of the infinite mind of God, of life itself, moving through you. That's how powerful the energy is that your words carry. Dr. Ernest Holmes, our founder of Science of Mind and Spirit, in a book he wrote a very long time ago called The Creative Mind and Success, had much to say about the power of our word. He said, by our word we are justified, and by our words we are condemned. Our word has the exact amount of power that we put into it. This does not mean power through effort or strain, but power through absolute conviction faith. Our conviction and faith is back by that greater intelligence of the universal mind, through which our word becomes a law unto the thing for which it is spoken. Now Jesus understood that, I think, far better than, than we do. I mean, he absolutely believed that. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away till they are known. And right or wrong, life denying or life affirming, we will speak our word based on our belief to create. We know that we're going to create that reality, and we will keep doing it until we create that reality. And when we create that reality, then and only then, often, is it the time for us to stop and go, oh, wait, did I really? I really didn't want that. So then we go back to the drawing board. Which is not just, I better change my thought, my words. It's, I better change my causal cord thought on which the words become the wings carrying the truth of the world. Now our practitioners are trained in knowing the truth and knowing the power of words. They're trained in creating a mindset that carries the vibrational of spiritual truth into their own lives when they get offset, when they start believing the illusions that they inside the words themselves. And that's why our particular form of affirmative prayer starts with recognition that God, or life, is infinite and is all there is. It's whole, complete, perfect. It's everywhere existing and everywhere available and source right where we are. Because we need to tell ourselves that over and over and over till we start energetically feeling the vibration of that. So we, we're not concentrating on letting go of bad thought. We're just filling ourselves with truth. And when you do that, everything else will fall away. Instead of us spending so much time trying to make it go away and beat it down. Or escape it. This is the difference. Mmm. The sweet difference. Holmes continues to say our words have the power of life within them. That. The word is always with us and never far off. The word is with our own mouth every time we speak. We are using universal power. God power. We are one in mind. We are all eternally united in this mind of real power. It is our own fault if we do not use it. So our word, be it, feel it, see it, speak it. That's the work. That's the inner work. 
Now, you can feel that as I'm saying it. I know you can. And when you're feeling it, do you give a thought to, oh, but I'm not. Oh, no, I can simply put it. You don't. That comes from another place, doesn't it? Mark Nepo, anyone read his books? 7,000 Ways to Listen, Staying Close to What is Sacred. I told a story about a man named Yu He was known as a gentle seer who defined spirituality as the tuning in of the inner person with the great mysteries surround us in order to keep what is true before us. So it is for all of us the work of being which necessitates deep engagement. Jewish philosopher Abraham Heschel suggests this. He says the reward from our for the inner tuning is a sense of and that by finding and inhabiting the ever-changing universe, we strengthen the fabric of life itself. He says, by being what we are, by attuning our own yearning to the lonely holiness of this world, we will and and aid humanity. We will aid humanity more than by any particular service we may render. So, are we getting burnt out, a little overwhelmed? Are we putting ourselves out there, standing beyond what we fill ourselves up with? Are we burning out? Are we getting resentful? Are we tired? Are we trying? Too hard, perhaps? When all we need to do is our inner work, knowing that the vibrational energy of our thought and word is making a greater difference to aid humanity than any particular piece of service we may do. That's hard for us. We're sensory beings. We like to touch. Don't we? You know, we like to see in a person's eyes. We, we like to just do that, too. But then your inner work and make that that number one motion. So how do we begin then to inhabit our destiny of being here with reverence and respect? With honoring every bit of life we encounter, including the power of life in our world. Holmes says, mm, I'm going to end with this, so powerful. We shall feel ourselves surrounded by this mind, this great all-seeing life, this all-seeing, all-knowing reality. And when we do feel this movement, this great power in life, then all we have to do is speak forth into it. Speak with all the positive conviction of the soul that has found its source. And above all else, never fear, but that it will be done unto us, even as we have believed. What a wonderful power. What a newness of life and the power of expression is waiting for those who really believe. What may the race not attain to when men wake up to the real facts of being? Ah, oh, yes, the race has not begun to truly live, but the time is drawing nearer. Already thousands and thousands are using this great power, and thousands are eagerly, eagerly watching and waiting for the new day. Ernest Holmes, 19. Oh, no. I simply couldn't. It's never about the other. It is about our deep abiding association with truth 
through which all things So the next time someone gives you, remember to feel who you are and say, Oh, yes, I simply could, and I will, and thank you. Let's hear it. Oh, yes, I simply could, and I will, and thank you. And so it is. Thank you for listening. If you've received value, we invite you to share this podcast and check out our website to register for our Let's Connect weekly newsletter providing thought-provoking blogs along with the details of our upcoming courses and events. Blessings on your journey.